We're pumped about the series we're in, really building our life upon the word. We just sang about that, right? I will build my life upon your word. It's a firm foundation. And we've been sharing a passage every week so far. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Just the reality that God will guide our steps if we trust in him, if our eyes are on him. He knows the best path for our life and knows your desires, the desire of your heart, and wants to bless you and get you to the desire of your heart in a way that aligns with his plan and purpose for your life. We talked a little about that last week. And uh, we've been challenging you to do this thing called SOAP which is just a strategy of reading the Bible. If you don't have like a plan necessarily, it's helpful to, to have a system in which you read the Bible. And, and SOAP is a, a simple little abbreviation basically. S stands for scripture. Like what am I reading today? Maybe you open up version and you just do the verse of the day. Maybe you have a reading plan and you want to ask yourself like, what am I reading today? The scripture. Oh, what's, what observations do I have from what I've read? Like, What should I get out of this today? What's jumping out to me? A, application. How can I apply this to my life this week, today? Uh, And you'll be shocked how God uses that. And then P, uh, pray. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But God, let it be so. I pray that this truth would be active in my life. And you live in that foundation of God's word and some incredible things happen. So, uh, uh, we can't wait to hear your stories. By the way, every week we've been getting some of you sharing your life verses on the Next Step page. As Jaden just mentioned, you can click a link there. And if you have a verse that you've been building your life on, we'd love to hear it. Uh, we might not necessarily like call you out in the service and say you gave us this passage like we did to Ida last week. That was kind of fun. There's no proof, though. We, you know, we don't have a video so, of last week's service, so she's free from being online. But uh, the... Uh, it's pretty fun. We'd be able to hear how you've been inspired and what you've built your life on. And you know, we have lots of messages left in the series. Today we're going to look at something interesting. And, and we're going to look at worry in a second. But one of the interesting passages building up to it, just another passage to kind of emphasize building our life on Scripture. The Apostle Paul, who writes a ton of the New Testament of the Bible, Uh, had a radical Jesus encounter, gave his life to the Lord, and he raised up a bunch of disciples and sent them out, and one of them was named Timothy. And he said this challenge to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.13. He said, until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. Jaden and I often, while we're planning the talk, sit there and go, man, we have a ton of scripture in this talk. Like today, there's a ton of scripture in today's talk. I default to that because like that's a wise instruction that Paul gave Timothy. Why come up with like pontificating great thoughts that inspire, right? When we have the word of God to build our lives on, let's jump into this and grow our lives from what's right here. And so uh, what an incredible encouragement We can build our lives on the scripture. The key to growing relationship with Jesus is is regular access to scripture. So when we tackle a subject like worry, and we got a bunch of uh, 
passages sent to us around this subject. Uh, people saying, man, one I've built my life on is this. Man, I have this on a bracelet. I have this uh, from a friend gave me during a season. I had a big anxiety and this, this, and this. And, and, uh, and so it says this. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 is one of the, them that we got from multiple people. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So we have peace. We have worry and we have this thing in the middle called prayer we're going to unpack joseph prince a pastor in i believe is it singapore he says take time to read the word or listen to christ-centered sermon today fear and worry will be replaced with god's life and health when you build yourself upon his word our big idea today is god's design or God designed you to be free from worry. And it's something that's gonna come at all of us. Worry is gonna come at us. Worry robs us of our peace. Worry uh, will rob us from that peace of mind God designed us to receive. And when Jesus even said, peace be with you, right? And uh, we get overwhelmed by the things around us and it's easy to get our eyes on our reality versus trusting God with everything we have. Jesus taught on it in one of the most incredible messages of all time, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus takes all those who are following him, he'd done a few miracles, and people are gathering around listening to him and astonished about his teaching, it says, following this. But what he did was he challenged them on the subject of worry in Matthew 6, 25 to 34. He said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into a fire tomorrow, he'll certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So now it's an issue of faith, right? Jesus always went after that. Verse 31. So don't worry about the things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything. Everything you need. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Wow. There's some good stuff there, right? The believer has access to the one who knows what is best for us. As a follower of Jesus, 
One has access to the plan God has for our future, as we talked about from Jeremiah 29, 11 last week. We will see first the kingdom of God. Then we will have everything we need. Our first thought today is simple, ultimately. Life in Jesus is your powerful guard against worry. Life in Jesus is your powerful guard against worry. We're living this life in its reality, but there's a spiritual reality as well. And the challenge we have here is that uh, we have this, the, this reality of there's a battle going on that we don't necessarily see. And in Ephesians 6, Paul dialogues about this and challenges us to be truly focused on Jesus and, and strengthened by him and, and that he could be our protector. Listen to the elements described here in, in this chunk, these eight passages, it says, verses. It says in Ephesians 6.10, a final word. He says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's army, army, armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth as the body of armor of God's righteousness for uh, shoes, put on the peace that comes from good news so that you will be fully prepared. And in addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and every occasion. Stay alert and persistent in your prayers for all the believers everywhere. What is that talking about? It's talking about the reality that faith in Jesus opens up this protection to our life from the enemy's attacks. Worry, anxiety, fear. These things that will come after us in life that if we're not focused on trusting God, we'll easily be completely overwhelmed by it. It'll rob us of the very life that we're promised to experience to the full. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, it says there. It's not depending on our strength, his strength. Corey Ten Boom said, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, it empties today of its strength. Our mighty power is in following Jesus. That's the first and most important step if we want to overcome worry and anxiety and access a peace that's beyond our understanding. Jesus is the secret to peace, the helmet of salvation, choosing to follow Jesus. And his peace will guard our hearts, our minds, as we live in him. Worry is what comes when we're trying to do something God wanted to do himself. I remember Pastor Warren Bullock, I served under in Auburn, challenging us with that. Man, if you're ever worried, realize you're probably trying to do something God never intended you to take on yourself. So 
Start trusting in him because he's the one who knows how to go against this. It's easy to go after our challenges and our own strength and our own power and our own gifts. But God wants us to lean on him and to, to hand our worry to him versus lack trust in him and doubt in him and therefore let the thief start stealing our peace. When worry is present, trust cannot crowd itself in, Billy Graham said. Trust cannot crowd itself in. So we need to free ourselves from worry. Man, how's your trust? It's, a, it's an interesting subject. Like, if we are in a battle that is beyond our comprehension in the spiritual realm on a constant basis, why try and do things on an earthly basis? Why are we trying to do this on our own strength? Why don't we put on the armor of God found through the salvation of Jesus and be guarded from the attacks around us? And I just wanted to pause and pray for a moment before we go into the next two really obvious uh, thoughts, in my opinion. But if you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, why wait any longer to be free from worry? Like the most important step is choosing Jesus. God sent his son to this earth so that he could take our sin upon himself and give us a way to freedom. And this is just one element of that freedom in being able to choose to follow him. We have access to peace. And uh, so I just want to pause and pray and then we'll move ahead just in case some of you need to just finally say yes to Jesus. We'll do it right now. God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to, to gather here today and, and, and even look at this first subject and realize that you, God, sent us your son so that we could be guarded from ultimately a spiritual attack that comes in all shapes and, and sizes and things that would overwhelm us, whether it's health or, or our travel concerns or whatever the worry is that would creep into our life, the anxiety that would build up. I pray that, God, we would take the first step, even right now, to be free from that. And the most important step is to choose to follow you, Jesus. We invite you into our life to be our Lord and Savior. We just re-up our faith with you. We recommit to you, Jesus. And God, we want to look into your scriptures and grow today. And we want to be able to take steps ahead so that we can break free from a life of worry, anxiety. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thought two, we need to combat worry with prayer. Right, It was right there in, in the opening passage in verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Telling God what you need. Why, why do we go at it ourselves? Let's, let's talk to God a little more. Let's share with him. This is what I need. Ultimately, Lord, I need your provision. Ultimately, Lord, I need a job. Lord, I need healing. Lord, I need help. Lord, this is what we're facing. Come alongside we need to stay alert and be persistent in our prayers, it said in Ephesians 6, right? Max Lucado said, no one can pray and worry at the same time. When we worry, we aren't praying. When we pray, we aren't worrying. Spot on, right? 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. 
Before the DR team left on their trip, the news was going nuts for a few weeks about all the American citizens who had been randomly passing away with no explanation in the Dominican Republic. I think the number got up to, it was like every other day, there was a reported death in the Dominican Republic, uh, mysteriously, like 11 Americans, right? I think before you guys flew out. That could freak a person out, right? And it could elevate anxiety and worry and they're getting ready to say yes to Jesus and go on a trip and make a huge impact. But right there in front of them this was this just battle of anxiety that would be really easy to paralyze them from following through with what God had challenged them to do. But they made it through that. They went. They made a huge impact. They're all living they probably didn't use the mini bars at the resorts, right? I loved one of the prayer requests that came to me. John sent me a message. Hey, this is the most risky day yet. We're going to a resort. <laughs> They've been out doing ministry in the DR. He was just playing and having fun with what was ultimately something that could be a great worry for those who care about them and them before they go. Well, in the same realm, uh, worry's been in the news here, Right? This last week, the 4.6 earthquake hits and everybody starts casting out the worry. The big one's next, you know. You've got to have two years worth of water. You fill your backyard with distilled water for, you know, it's, I make fun. It is like so much water when they start telling you how much you need. But, uh, and it's not two years. It's like two months or something. That's a lot of water. Um, uh, there was one report that came out. We were in Seaside this last week as a family that was saying how if you're in Seaside and the big one hits, you're dead. Like there's no way you'll evacuate in time to higher ground, uh, especially if you're in one of the resorts right on the sea. I was like, that's so encouraging. Uh, we were on the second floor. We would have drowned. You know, so you hear these things. But then, so we're flying out to Indonesia. Uh, and two days, our family, and then the Millers come and join us. We're doing a, a missions trip within a missions trip on, on, on this. So we'll be serving the people of Surabaya and the church ICA Surabaya. We'll do an, we're going to do the Life Versus uh, series there while the Life Versus series is happening here. So I'll just be 14 hours ahead of you. And, uh, but we're also going to this very remote island called Bachan. B-A-C-A-N. And last Sunday, there was a 6.9 earthquake and tsunami warning right off of uh, Ternate, which is one of the airports we'll go through about 40 minutes from Bachan. So if a tsunami had actually been generated from that earthquake, the foundations of six church buildings we're building would have been totaled <laughs> by a tsunami. So we will be in a tsunami risk zone and need to know how to get to higher ground in Indonesia. That said, I just got a text while walking onto the platform today that another 7.3 earthquake hit right in that same area. So it's like, worry much? Anxiety? Pray, right? That's like all you can do. That is completely out of your control. Now, luckily, no tsunamis have hit. Everything's fine there. Earthquakes happen all the time. But it 
I'm going to be praying a lot, and I would appreciate you praying a lot for safety. I want to make it back, right? And uh, so, but we could be paralyzed by that. You could be totally paralyzed by that. But God never wanted us to be paralyzed by fear or worry or anxiety. Rick Warren said, if you prayed as much as you worry, you'd have nothing to worry about. That's like, come on. Yes, there's so much out there about worry. Um, man, how do we battle worry? I mean, ultimately, we battle, we should battle anxiety with worship. Isn't that what we were challenged to do there in Philippians? It said, and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. I remember learning an acrostic for fear when I was in college. False evidence appearing real. We can work up fear and drama in our mind and, and, and we just play scenarios out so far and it's just false evidence and we make it appear real because we're just going out on these whims in our mind and taking things so far. But in reality, we need to kind of come back to truth. What do we know? I love the song, Not Today, where the lyrics, if you didn't catch them, or, or have we, did we do that today? I was like running around and, and perspiring. But, uh, but the, uh, so that, that song today we sang already uh, that says, that says I'll, I'll sing the night. Oh, no, I'll go from the beginning. Trouble won't throw me, won't break me, won't scare me no more. Fear must have thought I was faithless when it came for my heart. Such a beautiful lyric. It goes on through the chorus, and then in the, the, the bridge it says, Your love stood down death, crushed the devil's head. Fear is just a liar running out of breath. Why do we give fear such a voice in our life? It's running out of breath. Those lyrics are powerful. They had to have been thinking about the armor of God when it was written. It continues, The fight beneath your feet I'm standing on Jesus' name. So let the devil know, not today. Not today. Not today, devil. You're not going to make me worry about a missions trip in which we're going to lead a bunch of people to Jesus and build six churches for those who don't have a place of worship. Not today. We're going to lead a bunch of people to Jesus. Not going to happen. You're not going to put doubt and fear in our spirit. We're battling against false concepts when we're battling fear and anxiety. We need to battle it with truth. And that comes by praising him. That comes by taking scriptures we're reflecting on and praying those over our life. When we begin to start to just cast the scriptures as, as confession to God, or drawing on our past experiences and what God has done in our life. God, you got me through when I was sick. I thank you. God, you did this in my life. I praise you. And you start to confess. You, doctors told us we couldn't have kids. We have four. Lord, you're faithful. You can do all things. 
And so these worship songs just put a melody to that confession, right? Well, the psalmist in Psalm 103, he actually was in a moment where he was having to to confess his praise, right? And it says, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord, verse 2. May I never forget the good things he has done for me. He forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases, redeems me from death, crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like an eagle's. It continues, that psalm does. Just reflecting on all the things God has done. And we need to do that in our life when anxiety raises up. Oh, Lord, you've helped part C's when there was a threat. Lord, you've helped to reflect on all these things God has done. As we read scripture, it's an opportunity to fill us with more ammo in our worship. Mark Batterson's a popular author. Maybe you've read some of his things. I love it. He's an adventurer, and and he says, God never called us to be safe. He's got some incredible books he's written. And and one of the things I remember uh, hearing him talk about a few years back was he, for a whole year, every day was writing things, confessions, his prayers, the things that he was thankful for. And you might think, man, that's 365 days. That's a lot of thankful things. Like, how how did he keep empowered to write so many things and he was like it's surprising what things you can think of to be thankful for every day gravity think of that one if that didn't exist and he was going off on this gravity I remember him talking about that going oh yeah that is true like we take for granted so much but when you're looking for things to be thankful for you can find them like I am kind of appreciative that I don't just spin off into some other galaxy because gravity works thank you Jesus right and it's some of these just elements it's like thank you that I have kids thank you that uh the big one didn't happen this week while we were in seaside you know thank you Lord that you got the DR team back and that they had such an incredible ministry experience and, and we were such a blessing to them and that we get to plan to go back even in future years. Thank you, God, for your protection, your provision. There's so much we have to be thankful for. So when worry creeps in, no, no, no. I'm going to start to get my worship on. I'm going to start to be thankful, right? It really isn't that difficult to live a life of worship. And it breaks the chains of anxiety. Galatians 2.20 says, my old self has been crucified with Christ and no longer, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It comes down to trusting God to get us through these seasons that could overwhelm us and leave us worried and anxious. But instead, he wants us to live a life of peace. So our action point is rest in the peace of Jesus. Rest in that peace that Jesus challenged us to have. Peace be with you. That's what God wants us to experience, a peace beyond understanding. And I want to pray that over your life today. Worship team's going to sing and give us a chance to respond. I want you to reflect, man, Maybe some of these passages are going to be the passages you can build your freedom from worry on. I hope that 
fuels your freedom. Maybe you do need to, to take a step ahead in your relationship with Jesus so you can have that guard around you. Maybe your life of prayer needs to increase and you just need to start bringing your needs and your anxious thoughts to the Lord a little more. We want to equip you. And, and I'm so grateful for those who shared these verses with us and how they've been getting through seasons of worry. And I hope it equips you and challenges you. Share your prayer requests or things we can be with you through on the back of your Connect card while you're reflecting here in the worship team sings after I pray. Lord, I thank you that you give us your word to strengthen us and get us through seasons of just crazy distraction and worry and fear. Things come at us from every side. There's moments in life that could just elevate the sense of disparity and worry, but you want us to reach out as followers of you and trust you know the next step. You want us to lift our lives up to you. Lift our worries and cast our cares at your feet. So we do that today, God. Worries of health, we lift up to you. Worries of provision, we lift up to you. Worries of protection from, from the big one, it's, we make fun of it, but it's real, right? So we lift it up to you. God, worries of whether our house will sell or close or how the move is going or how the job is going. We lift all these things to you because we know you have them. Worried about how our kids will grow and educate with the disability that they've discovered and the challenges we have with this test or that test. Lord, come after all that in our spirit. The enemy wants us to be paralyzed in fear, but you have a peace that will guard our heart and mind is as we live in Christ Jesus. So I pray that over everyone's life here. Don't let us be paralyzed by fear. Let us break free in a life filled with worship and prayer and the tools needed to combat the fears of this world. Thank you that you've given us such incredible promises to stand on. We worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship and contemplate what God wants next for us.